0: Welcome to Evil Done Badly, the worst true crime podcast on the internet. I am your hapless host, Dick, and I thank you for being here as we bumble our way through the darkest reaches of humanity. A while ago, we did a commercial for something called the Cannibal Cafe. It's a popular fictional restaurant where you and your family can have their body parts removed and cooked right in front of your eyes. Well, that is, unless you're having your eyes coked. well, that's going to be a problem then. And you wouldn't be able to see anything. Anyways, my point is that in today's story, we will be talking about a web forum called the Cannibal Cafe. And it's not really a restaurant. It's a place where people with, um, what do we call them here? Uh, I'll call them alternative desires can talk freely about what freaky shit turns them on. So it gets a bit weird, and there's sort of a murder involved. It's kind of a gray area. It'll make perfect sense by the end if you can tolerate my disjointed rambling long enough to make it there. So before we hop in, grab yourself a beverage, hold on to your arse, and let's hear the theme song. <laughs> This episode of Evil Done Badly is brought to you by Billy's Bath Salt Emporium. The best bath salts for your hopelessly addicted few remaining brain cells. Our new formula is guaranteed to induce premature death with an extra 90% chance of zombification. Give up on life and get yourself some Billy's Bath Salts today. And If your brain is not turned to complete mush by now, go ahead and sign up to both the Wide World of Paranormal Investigations and Ridiculous Thrifter Groups on Facebook. They're fun, silly places with over 14,000 members each. Get in there. Now back to the show. In 1999, there was a place on the dark web called the Cannibal Cafe where people could go to anonymously discuss various fantasies that wouldn't fly on normal websites. Up to and including, well, eating human being flesh. Now, 39-year-old Erman Mywis was all about expressing his yearnings that, well, they wouldn't fly in Korra. But that's uh Let's, before we get to that, let's go back a bit where, uh, little Armin here was discovering his unconventional inclinations. Mywiz was born in Germany and lived a miserable, lonely childhood. His father pretty much ignored him and went out for cigarettes when he was eight. He came back 20 minutes later and said, man, these are good cigarettes, but holy shit, I forgot to buy milk, wouldn't you know it. So I'm going to have to go back out again. And uh, I'd just like to say to you all that, well, y'all disgust me and I'm never coming back. So his dad doesn't come back, ever. Erman here got stuck living with his mom, who would berate him in public and kept him on a very short leash. In order to deal with his loneliness and overbearing mother, he invented an imaginary friend named Frankie. Hmm. I should introduce Frankie to Ronnie sometime. Maybe we can get that little fucker a friend and get him out of the house for a bit. That lazy cunt really needs to get a job. Uh, I gotta invent some new pretend friends. Even the ones I've made up myself get right on my fucking nerves. So, uh, yeah. Anyway... Herman here, he's lonely, and he has an imaginary friend that will listen to his batshit nonsense and won't judge him. What kind of batshit nonsense, you ask? Let's get into that. He's used to everyone he cares about, leaving him, so at 12 years old, he begins thinking of ways to prevent his schoolmates from deserting him. And his conclusion is that the best way to keep his friends with him is to eat them so they will always be with him. He clearly has no idea where poop comes from. Uh, Anyone you eat is only going to be with you temporarily there, dude. But uh, never mind. I'm going to cut him some slack, though. He's 12 years old. And uh, he's thinking about devouring other children. Logic here does not matter. It's long gone out the window. Now... Even though he has this lack of logic somewhere in his brain, he's not dumb. He grows up to be a computer technician. A computer technician who develops an unhealthy obsession with the fairy tale Hansel and Gretel. Now, it's been a long time, and my memory of this story is pretty vague. But I'm pretty sure a kid gets fat, and there's an oven involved. It's a feel-good story, if I recall correctly. So, uh, in 1999, Mom dies and leaves him the large mansion they were living in. Now, he's really alone and builds a sh- sort of shrine to her. And, uh, he sets up a mannequin and everything. Yep. It sounds a little psycho to me, too. But on the bright side, now that Mom's not around, he can really let his hair down and party. And by party, I mean he really gets into porno on the web. Especially the kind that involves people getting hurt badly. As far as I can tell, though, he was not a pedo. And he didn't get into that part of the dark web. This lack of pedoosity will become apparent now in a minute. I mean, he's not a monster. So, uh... Despite the fact he's not a monster, he's also lurking around these very unsavory places on the dark web, and he's naturally curious about what's happening in the world of cutting people up and frying their carcasses. He happens upon the aforementioned Cannibal Cafe Forum, where people share recipes and talk about what kind of beverage goes with which part of the human anatomy. Anyone who's wondering, and I know you were, because I sure was, the original Cannibal Cafe no longer exists. It was shut down in 2002. But apparently, the dude who used to run the thing started a new cannibalism-related forum in 2003, and is still active today, and has more than 80,000 members. So, uh, if that's real, and if anyone listening to this podcast is a member of this thing, uh... Feel free to share this episode. Another 80,000 listens would go a long way towards getting us up the charts. I'm really not picky on where the listens come from. So uh, bring them on. Uh, moving along here. Yeah, so Mywiz gets comfortable amongst his like-minded, hungry brethren and gets into some lurid discussions with other members. He's laying his primal urges out there for all to see. And he decides to cast his line out, and see if he can attract any takers for his weird bargain. His bargain goes something like this. Ahem. Quote, I am looking for a young, well-built man aged 18 to 30 to be slaughtered and then consumed. Unquote. See? Ages 18 to 30. He's not a pedo. Now, he cuts it off at 30, so he, he doesn't want to eat any wrinkled old geezers either. But, he's not a pedo. Now, oddly enough, Mywiz gets a pretty good reception to his proposal, and even gets one dude who is serious enough about it to actually get the train out to his farmhouse. Mywiz shows him around the place, and eventually they wind up in a soundproof room that Mywiz has dubbed the Slaughter Room. So things are progressing well, and My Wiz is uh, putting on his apron and digging out the good china. This dude uh, takes his pants off, clunks his ass on the slaughtering table, and he starts to feel a little queasy. And it must be a little drafty in there as well, because yeah, this guy gets cold feet, stands up, and says something to the effect of, Yeah, Ehrman, it's a nice place you got here, and this uh, slaughtering table is really comfortable. But about this cannibalism thing? Uh, how about no, and how about you take me home? Deflated? My whiz goes, well, okay. And he agrees to it. And this guy skedaddles on home with his genitalia intact. See, told you. He's not a monster. He's very considerate. He wants to eat your wang, but only if you're okay with it. (sighs) Back to the drawing board, so he goes back into cyberspace to see if anyone else would agree to this silly arrangement. Here he finds out exactly how full of shit everyone on the internet actually is. He meets a few gay fellows in hotel rooms who are more interested in role-playing a cannibal fantasy and having sex than actually dying and being eaten. You'd think they'd work out the details of their little tryst here before anybody wastes the money on the hotel room. Now, they're probably all banging in the meantime, and they're all getting their money's worth out of it anyways. I don't know. It doesn't matter. This, uh... I'm speculating here, but uh, this consensual shagging is not what we're here for. So let's not get bogged down in it. We're not judging. But unless it leads to eating people, it's not really that important. Now, he did, however, meet someone who was willing to die for his cannibalistic benefit. Awesome! Yes, somebody wants to die. this particular guy had one condition, though. He wanted to be bludgeoned to death first. And Mimus is not okay with this. He finds the idea of repugnant, and he pulls the plug on it and washes his hands of it. He would later refer to this fellow as, well, a weirdo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's fantastic. Sure, yeah, yeah. This guy is a weirdo, all right. But coming from army... That's goddamn hilarious. Now, this army guy, my was here, is a man who knows exactly what he wants, and he has very narrow interests and wants to get it in exactly the way that he wants. So, uh, I'm starting to get a little worried here. This guy may never get lucky at all. I mean, I hope this poor man who craves a willing victim to kill and eat within a very specific set of parameters will have his needs met. I mean, he's got to, doesn't he? Please God, help army here find someone to eat. He's skin and bones, he's going away to nothing. So army is sitting around not eating anybody and wasting away, and things are looking pretty bleak. But on Valentine's Day 2001, Cupid strikes him with his little arrow. And a promising message flashes across his computer screen. This message was from Burned Jürgen Brandes, a 43-year-old computer engineer, and he's ready to be eaten. Now, Jürgen here, he's a little bit on the old side. He's not between 18 and 30, but he's 43, and he's kind of attractive, and, well, my is fucking starving by now. And he agrees to eat him, despite the fact he's a little wrinkly. So, Jürgen and Mywis spend the next month or so flirting online, and Mywis is starting to feel like, you know what, this might be the guy. This Jürgen fella just might be the one that follows through with his promise. And in March, Jürgen gets the train out, takes a look around the place, checks out the slaughter room, and he's totally fine with the arrangement. So they have a little foreplay, and by foreplay I mean they got laid, and they cuddled for a bit. So uh, afterwards, they just sit around drinking coffee and discussing computer nerd things. It's all fine. Everything's going well. And then, Jürgen, well, it's time for him to be eaten. Not only was he ready to be eaten, he also wanted to be alive just long enough... To taste his own flesh. Okay, so he's really into this. He's so ready to get eaten. He's so ready. He's jonesing for this really bad. And then he asks Ermi to take him back to the train station so he can go home. And Ermi rolls his eyes, sheds a little tear, bites his lip. And begrudgingly agrees to let him go back to Berlin uneaten. Now, for such a psychopath, he's quite understanding. But as Jurgen is waiting for his train home, I was his, uh, driving home and he just stops and he says, You know, I gotta lay this all on the line. And he goes, I'm turning the car around. He jumps out of the car, and he races up to Jürgen, and uh, he gets down on his knees and says, "Quote, please don't go. You complete me." Unquote. That's not an exact quote there. So he says something like that, and Jürgen is so touched, and he says, "Okay, Armin. Uh, tell you what." Maybe if I take a shitload of sleeping pills, drink some schnapps, and chase it down with some NyQuil, uh, maybe that'll get me in the mood to go through with it. And MyWiz lights up, his eyebrows are dancing around, he says, okay, yeah, whatever you want. MyWiz is totally fine and says, whatever it takes. To get you to take your pants down so I can lop your wiener off is fine with me. Now, they go back to the farmhouse. And Jürgen gets good and relaxed and screams, quote, do it now! Unquote. And, uh, well, Mywiz jumps into action, gets down on him, and tries to bite off his member. That's painful. Jürgen screams again, and it doesn't work. But... Mywiz has a backup plan and he jumps up, grabs a cutting utensil, and slices off Jurgen's manhood. Now, Jurgen lets out a few howls of pain, and before you know it, he no longer has a pee pee. Poor Jurgen gets off the slaughtering table and sits in the kitchen bleeding from the giant hole in his pelvis. And then, considerately, Mywiz offers him a raw piece of his own cock to eat. Or, or as we say around here, (laughs) CACK! Sorry. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. They find that raw penis is too spongy to enjoy properly, so they decide to cook it in olive oil. Mywiz overcooks it, though, and it becomes inedible. I mean, don't they have cats up in Germany? I mean, Slap a big old glob of hot sauce on there and go to town. Maybe, uh, maybe Maibus needs more condiments in his house, which has since burned down. Spoilers. So they are sitting there looking at this little fried dick nugget that no one can get down. Uh, apparently, Maibus' dog found it quite appetizing though. And Jurgen is getting weaker and weaker by the moment. Jurgen is about to pass out from all the blood draining from where his nads used to be. And he wants to get in a warm bath. And MyWiz obliges and pops him into the tub. Sleepy Jurgen here, he's lying in the tub bleeding to death. So MyWiz decides to geek out a bit and goes off to his room and reads a Star Trek novel while he's waiting for him to die. But, uh,. Mywis falls asleep and wakes up the next morning. And when Mywis wakes up the next morning, somehow, poor Jurgen is still alive in the tub and probably gurgling something. Something about how ungrate of an idea this whole thing was. Mywis gets a little anxious and decides he's not bleeding to death fast enough. So to speed things along, he mercifully cuts Jurgen's throat And he passes on promptly. Uh, Can you imagine that? Sitting there and your blood's all gone, so you have no blood. And you probably don't have the energy to, uh, you know, keep topping up the hot water. So you're probably just lying there getting colder and colder all night. That's the part that really bothers me. That gives me the shivers. That's ass freezing. Might as well be in the Atlantic Ocean. Christ. And to make matters worse... This whole horrific affair between these two, well, Mai was videotaped all of it. Presumably, he knew this type of behavior was frowned upon and wanted to have explicit proof that yes, indeed, Jürgen was a willing participant in his own demise, you know, on the off chance he ever had to explain himself to the authorities. Eventually, part of this video would be shown to a deeply traumatized group of 12 jurors. So now that Jurgen has offered himself up like he said he would, the real work for MyWiz begins. MyWiz pulls his soggy corpse out of the tub and slaps him up on a meat hook. He slices Jurgen into manageable chunks and stores him away in the freezer. He ground up his bones and buried the skull in the backyard. And that's as per Jurgen's wishes. So they had these details worked out beforehand. Mimas would pull out the candles and red wine every time he sat down for a helping of Jurgen. He said that it, quote, tasted of pork. And, quote, with every bite, my memory of him grew stronger. It's, uh, it's almost kind of touching in a way. These two both got what they wanted. And it, well, kind of warms my heart. So Mywiz gets a few months worth of free meat out of the deal and consumes about 20 kilograms of urgen over that time. He's got a good thing going here. And from what I can tell, no one's after him. And it seems like he's going to get away with this scot-free. So he enjoys numerous feedings and gets more and more Jurgen inside of him. And then at one point, he looks into the freezer and says, Holy shit! There's only like 30 pounds of Jurgen left. And, well, he doesn't want it to run out, so he has to start scheming to sucker in another person to butcher. So he's back advertising on the Cannibal Cafe, looking for another fit 18 to 30-year-old stud muffin. This time, however, he says that he's an experienced cannibal, and is showing off some of his handiwork. Now, even for a place as wacky as something called the Cannibal Cafe, he was attracting a lot of attention. So one student, who was there partaking in the festivities, looks at his post and goes, Hmm, you know what? I'm starting to believe this guy. He might actually not be fucking around. This guy might be a real cannibal. Uh, not like the rest of us posers here. So, he calls the cops. And tells him, holy shit, this guy is a cannibal. The cop picks up the phone and goes, So, uh, how do you know this guy is a cannibal, sir? And he says, well, I met him on a website for cannibals. cop says, Well, that seems like a very likely place to find cannibals then, doesn't it? Um, I guess so, but what I'm saying here is this guy's a real cannibal. Hmm. So what you're saying is, you went on a website for cannibals, and you found a cannibal. Uh, what were you expecting? Are you not a cannibal yourself? Look, okay. Okay, I'm just on the site cause I got some twisted sexual thrills by associating with these people. I'm not a cannibal. But this fella really seems like he cooked a dead guy. Uh, and then the cop answers, so what are you doing on a website for cannibals if you have no intention of eating people? Look, I'm a sicko, okay, but I'm not a criminal, please. Go look in this MyWiz dude. I think he's up to something. And the cop says, Alright, okay. He reneges and he says, Alright, we'll check into it. But don't leave town. We're going to have some questions to ask you later on. So, yeah. The cops do take this student guy seriously enough to knock on MyWiz door and ask to come in. He's totally not expecting them at this point. And they barge in, and they start looking through his freezer. Now, I don't know exactly how much my was divulged on the website when he was bragging about chowing down on Jürgen, but they probably had some idea where they were going to find incriminating food portions. They peeked in the freezer, and they took out the frozen pizzas and the Chunky Monkey, and they thought that the freezer seemed kind of shallow by the outward appearance of the thing. So they reached down and pried up the bottom of it. And boom! This is right out of Scooby-Doo here. This sneaky bastard had rigged up some sort of pretend floor to try and hide what was left of Jurgen. And when he was confronted with the bags of meat in the secret hiding place, my was, well, he claimed it to be a wild boar of some sort. And, well this wild boar, it needed hiding. Okay. So they're a little skeptical and they poke around some more and they inquire. Hey, that's a nice videotape you've got there. And was says, yeah, that is a nice videotape. That's my, uh, world championship of darts highlights video. They look at him like he's completely bonkers. They don't, buy it, and they find a four-hour-long video of a drugged-up Jürgen having his junk cut off and the dinner hijinks afterwards. And it's, it's a little incriminating. So Maiwiz is arrested, he's diagnosed with some sort of schizoid disorder, and is found competent to stand trial. Now, at the time, there's a law in Germany that doesn't forbid cannibalism, so there is no law. Cannibalism's fine. There are laws that forbid you from killing people and butchering their bodies, though. So, if you find a dead body just lying on the road in pieces, you have free reign to pick up a hunk and have a nibble. Anyways, MyWiz goes to trial and he's found guilty of manslaughter and sentenced to eight years in prison. While he's there, He takes up vegetarianism. (laughs) You you can't make this shit up. This doesn't sit well with Germany. And the prosecutors decide he should be tried again. Only this time for real, genuine murder. And he's found guilty again. And this time he's sentenced to life in prison. Now, I'm not sure how much longer he's going to be there, though. He's currently being rehabilitated... And allowed out on day passes, albeit with a disguise, because he's fairly well known about these parts. He's a bona fide celebrity, and has had books and movies made about him. And I first discovered him by looking up the words to the song "Mind Tile" by Rammstein. It's an awesome song, and when they perform it live, they put the keyboardist in a pot. And the singer catches him on fire with a flamethrower. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's a great song. I am not quite sure how I feel about the people in Ramstein, but, uh, you know, they got their own issues. But, uh, that's, uh, fucking catchy too. Anyways, my Wiz is pretty famous. And, uh, I'm not sure how I feel about him. I definitely don't think this guy deserves life in prison. And, of course, it brings up the question, can you legally consent to be killed? I think you should be able to. I mean, euthanasia is a good thing. And if someone is suffering, they should be able to die. Even if they're otherwise healthy. Of course, I have a rather bleak outlook on most things. And uh, maybe I'm in the minority here. But if a healthy person truly wants to die, they have plenty of options that they can go, and they can solve that problem. One of those options should be to let someone else do it. I realize this could get very sketchy in court, and a little complicated, and you would have to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that this victim wanted to die, or else people will just murder people, and say afterwards, hey, that guy wanted to die, I was doing him a favor. I... Don't think that applies in this case. Jurgen's case seems pretty straightforward as far as, well, Jurgen's consent is concerned. And, uh, here we go. Let's analyze some numbers here. Since 100% of the two dudes in this story are computer technicians of some sort, and they want to be somehow involved in the consumption of human beings, I think it's safe to say that 100% of all computer nerds, are either cannibals, or they want to be eaten. So the next time the IT guy comes to your cubicle to fix your monitor, he's definitely looking to chew on you. So watch out for that. There is a similar case, but a tad less gruesome, from Maryland in 1996. Sharon Lopatka traveled to North Carolina with the intention of meeting a Robert Glass so that she could be voluntarily tortured to death. She left a note for her husband saying she wasn't coming back and to uh, more or less leave this Glass guy alone because she knew it could be a little sticky. The husband does not follow her instructions and he sends a police after her. But by then, she's already strangled and buried. Now, Glass and Lopatka, they exchanged about a thousand emails detailing her wanting to die and him wanting to do it. But when the medical examiner took a look at her, they could find no signs of torture. So that's a little bit weird, given the wacky circumstances around it. Glass is charged with first-degree murder, but says that the strangulation was accidental, and, well, it's just part of the coitus they were having. In the end, he pleads guilty to voluntary manslaughter and sentenced to 36 to 53 months in prison. Now, to me, that sounds reasonable. And he did have another 27 months tacked on, though, for the kiddie porn they found while they were investigating Sharon's disappearance. So this consensual homicide case was treated much less like a capital crime over here in North America. Which to me seems more acceptable. Yes, sure, he did kill her. Give him a bit of jail time for that. Make an example of him just so that, yeah, people don't get the idea it's okay to murder people. And uh, you don't want people saying afterwards that the victim wanted to die so I killed him. That's a deadly slippery slope. So uh, I think that I think that's very reasonable. And it, it'll all work itself out. And there you go. Between these two stories, we have two people who wanted to die. And two people who wanted to help them out. And I have to say, as far as cunts go, these two murderers are by far the least cuntish we've ever featured on this show. What a loony story. And this was a fun one. So there you have it. Another fun, shitty episode of the worst true crime podcast ever, Evil Done Badly, is in the books. If you would like to reach out and suggest future episode topics, we can be reached on Twitter or Instagram at Evil Done Badly or by email at badly at gmail.com. So thanks for listening. My name is Dick, and I hope to see you next time. Bye-bye.